The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Sorry. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem? Tell me Sorry. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who going this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Final Lasser Sports Talk Show. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in. Join us on the show. Monday through Friday, except for on Wednesdays. Today being Thursday, Thirsty Thursday. Kurt Felkeller here on the line. Demi Lachey is here in the studio. Kwame Lasseter is still enjoying his time in New Orleans, in Louisiana. He should be calling in here soon as well. But, Kurt, it is Thursday. I don't know where to begin. Mama Day had just came and gone wow. so quick. 20 seasons, 20, yeah. 20 dedicated seasons to the Los Angeles Lakers. And I'm speaking of Kobe Bean Bryant. It's it's officially over. Not only that, Warriors seventy three wins. NBA season is is a wrap. I think it was a great successful season, and only way you can end it is the way that the Black Mama did, dropping the mic and you know just just doing this thing his last game out. Yeah, you know, I I'm not a big Mamba fan, and I will okay, I will Kurt. say that all the time. I I'm just not. I just Jeez. don't like the way he's – I don't think he's a great teammate. But having said that, I don't know if there was a better way for him to go out with the Lakers than last night to do what he did. I don't know you know, how much HGH he got fired into him and how much <laughs> uh, was going on, but he was 20 years younger last night. He was. And he, he, he looked phenomenal. Where was he all season? I have no idea. He was clearly saving it up for this one and this night only. Uh, he must have taken just a ton of anti-inflammatories and everything because <laughs> he looked he looked amazing. I mean, literally. Yeah. His burst was there. I mean, he was doing things he hasn't done for three or four years. Right. Absolutely. Like, yeah, Kobe, Kobe was so. juiced up last night for sure. And, you, you know, you, you did bring up the fact, you know, where was this all season? I think it was more towards... You know, Kobe looking at this team, this season, the way things were going. Early in the year, I remember he he tried to come out firing all cylinders, coming back from an injury, and he just didn't have it. And I think that's when he announced his retirement. That's when, you know, he's saying his last season, he came out and said, you know, we sucked. So once Kobe sees that and feels like his team, you know, it's not really worth pushing it all the way, like every single game, the performance he put on last night, that's Kobe. That's what we're used to. That's what we've been seeing from uh, close to day one. But that effort throughout the season, he just wanted to ride the tail and just, well, you know what, I'm just going to enjoy it. You know, I'll, I'll play a couple minutes here or there. You just didn't see that passion until last night. You saw, like, that face, the grit. He had that grit where he grind his teeth together. You saw the emotion. I mean, he literally was out of breath several times in that fourth quarter throughout the game, you know, and yeah. that's, you know, it gets no better than that. It, it gets no Kobe S 
performance. That's the way you will, will love to see the Black Mama go out. And he, he did that in the simple fact, you know, no matter if you liked the guy, no matter if you hated him, no matter if you loved him, that is Kobe Bryant. I'm, I'm so excited he went out the way uh, that I've always known him for. And yeah. I'm glad he didn't disappoint. I'm glad he didn't come out and play 20 minutes, you know, and just put up about 10 shots. No, he, he went after Utah the whole game. And yeah. it was fun to watch. It, it was it was yeah. it was great TV. It was great for basketball. I didn't know which game I wanted to watch going into it. Yesterday, I'm spending the whole day like, man, do I want to watch? You know, the Warriors go for 73. Uh, do I want to watch Kobe's last game? Oh, come Jump, on. Jumping in between. I, I mean, obviously, I was going to watch both, but it was come just on. like I know Kurt. The Warriors. You knew the game with the Warriors wasn't going to be a game. I, you know, the only game to watch <laughs> was Kobe. And Kobe didn't disappoint. I think that that's... Kobe actually showed me some greatness last right. night. And it reminds me of a country song. I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good as once as I ever was. Okay. And he was as good as once as he ever was last night. That's who he was. He's not as good as he, he used to be. Right. But he's as good at one time. So, you know, you just have to be careful. And, and uh, you know, for the Lakers... It's a nice send-off, but I'll tell you what. Here's where the problems begin. Mm-hmm. Here's where the problems begin. They've got all all the, the salary space they need. <laughs> yes. And what they need to do now is they need to go out and recruit. And if they think that they can go out and just say, hey, we're the Lakers and that's enough, they are sadly, sadly mistaken. They're, they're definitely just, mistaken. Yeah, they got to go out and recruit some real players to try to attract something into L.A. Because people are having too much success in Oklahoma City, in Oakland, in Cleveland, in, in all these non-big market places. You look at New York and L.A., they are so terrible from a team standpoint. They're, it's pathetic. Mm-hmm. It really is pathetic. So the Lakers got their work just started last night. Yes. And uh, I hope I hope the front office doesn't, you know, rest on their laurels of, well, look what Kobe did. Well, yeah, he did it one night. And to your point, I'm really glad he showed up to be who, who we used to see all the time. It was amazing. Yeah. And I just don't even know why you even were debating of which game to watch. I didn't even watch the Golden State game at all. I didn't watch it either. No. Not one bit. Because I knew that game. I, <laughs> well, and you talk about greatness. Nobody has ever shot more than 300 or made more than 300 three points in a season. Yeah. Curry goes out and goes over 400 <laughs> for the season. In one season. And yeah. And that has a lot to do with my decision. I mean, like you history's being made both ways. I guess the mama going yeah. out and Steph Curry and this this team, first of all that Warriors team winning 73 win- games. You know, I want to go back, you know, and and you know, towards the future to get back and like, hey, I was there. I, I remember that night. I remember where I was sitting, watching the Warriors 73 win. I don't have the chance to say that because I didn't watch one second of it. But yep. I, I was there to watch this guy, Steph Curry, 400-plus three-pointers. He's the future of the NBA when he was literally – when he's taken over the game, tremendous season. I wasn't there. I didn't see it. So yep. that was the only – you know, around 5.30 to 6 o'clock is when I really realized, what what is wrong with me? You know, <laughs> Curry – 73 wins, 403 pointers. Somebody's going to get to that. 
there's all now the way that the game is being played. It's going to be a ton of three point shooters. You know, that's all they're yep. going to be chucking up and ready to do. Somebody will catch Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant, the biggest villain of sports over a tremendous amount of years, even when he got in trouble, when you wanted to see people jump on his side. And I, I, he didn't even really get in trouble. It was just he made a mistake, and he, he lived up to it. He didn't spend any jail time or none of that. He was fighting in the courts, but he was still. Well, wait a second. <laughs> did I jump the gun? Not, did, did I hop into? Let's not, let, yeah, let's not let him off quite that easy. I got caught he up in the moment. Off, he paid off the, the only <laughs> witness they had. Which, you know, if I'm in his position, I'm doing the exact same thing. He did what he needed to do to survive. But I am going to give some kudos to him for this. I do believe that was a watershed moment for him as a person. Yeah. And he suddenly realized, you know what? I can't just do anything I want to do because I want to do it. I'm Kobe Bryant. Right. I, I just can't do that stuff. Because he definitely rededicated himself to his family and and to his wife and and those were all those are all really good things right. and uh, and and he dedicated himself more to the game I think really at that point is where he really focused in and realized people aren't going to like me as a person I've screwed that pooch a long time ago no pun intended but <laughs> we're, he now he now really worked on his game and took it to another level I believe after that which, you know, now everything else faded into the background, even though it's the last couple of weeks, it's been interesting how often that incident has been coming back up. Because, again, people don't like winners. They right. don't like winners. They want to tear them down. And Kobe's a, Kobe, as much as I hate to admit it, he's a winner. I don't like him, yeah. but I really, really respect him. I'm telling you, like, he was literally, has always been the biggest villain of sports, of the NBA and I say villain because he came in when, when Jordan was going out and he he went at Michael. You know, he's saying, I want to be better than Michael. I want to be, you know, greater than Michael. And everybody's like, who is this flashy 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid, 17? Like, who is this guy? Who do you think he is? You know, Jordan being the great echelon man to basketball, to sports, to memorabilia, whatever. Kobe was literally the assassin. That's why he went with Black Mamba. Then, you know, he, he took over the game for quite some time. Then LeBron came, the chosen one, America's chosen one. Oh, here, here he comes. You know, here comes the king of basketball. You know, this is what everybody wants the prodigy to be. And Kobe was still like, nah, I'm not giving it up. And everybody was hating him for that, you know. Not only that, he carried the arrogant. You know, you didn't know really what was going on in his private life before the incident, after the incident. I mean, Kobe was literally antisocial. You know, he was always talking about, you know, just just never congratulating guys, his peers that he was playing with, you know, who would want to go team up, you know, who wanted to be a part of a big three. Why would you want to go do that? You, you diss friends with Shaq, the comedy, the comedian of NBA world. I mean, always laughing and having a great time. And you diss him. And it's like, man, this guy yeah. is out to kill. But that's that's him as a villain. Smart. Yeah, it wasn't very smart. No. He, he, it was like, you know, I, I took on the law, the law one. He took on, he took on some icons that you just, it yeah. didn't matter. I mean, taking on Shaq, really, right. all you had to do is do what he finally did, which is focus on your game and play the game. But, you know, ultimately, you know, nobody liked Kobe. 
They, no. The reason they couldn't bring any in any free agents. If Kobe thinks it's anywhere different, it's not. They they just didn't want to come to L.A. because Kobe was there, not because he was there. Right. You know, they didn't want to play with him. So, um, but again, I can put that all aside and wish him the very best because he brought back memories of him and the way the game can be played and dominated by somebody of greatness. He showed me that last night. What was your what would you say your favorite memory was of Kobe Bryant? I just love him going, driving through this, through slashing through the lane, contorting his body and still getting the ball up in the in, into the basket. I haven't seen that in three years. He did that a couple times last night, mm-hmm. and I just he just didn't have the the explosion. The, the no, he didn't definitely. Uh, not. He just doesn't have it. And and last night, like I said, he had a bunch of inflammatories because his legs had to feel awesome. <laughs> he, he looked he looked incredible. I mean, it's that that is a marvel of medicine that we saw last night. <laughs> marvel of medicine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, it is. I you know I'm not going to say he wasn't fired up too, but uh, he was taking no chances. He was yeah. taking no chances. He was going to be great last night, and by God, he stepped up and was. Yeah, and my favorite memory definitely be that the way that game ended, him chasing that sixty points. Um, the way you know how caught up the game, how emotional the game was at that time, that's my favorite memory about Kobe. Rather, I, I I couldn't stand him killing my Pacers in the finals, or you know just beating down teams, you know in the playoffs, whether it was against the Suns or the Celtics. The way he lived up in that moment, in those moments at the end of a game, knocking down shot, and me, he just catch fire. Mm-hmm. That's what I will always remember about Kobe Bryant. The way he finished, the way he finished, the way he won, yeah. even when he was yeah. younger, and the way he, you know, took off in the middle of his career as well. So, uh, yep. we got to take a quick break here. After the break, we're gonna discuss more about, you know, what is the Lakers gonna do after this? Are they able to chase the Clippers? You know, best team in LA. Also discussing 73 wins towards the Warriors. Also, there was a big movement in the NFL. You know. They had to do something on the Mamba Day. (laughs) (laughs) Kwame Lassen, Sports Talk Show, Demry Lachey, Kurt Feldkeller. Taking a quick break. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
Hey, welcome back. Welcome back in. Carmen Lassa Sports Talk Show on this beautiful Thursday out in the Valley. Demry Lachey is here in studio. We got Kurt Felkeller here on the lines. Super oh, producer yeah. Joe. I don't know where you at, buddy, but I, I know. This is a great Thursday. <laughs> Being awfully quiet back there, Joseph. You know Kurt giving you a hard time, Joe. Uh, we are back live on this beautiful Thursday, like I was just saying, Thirsty Thursday, wherever you may be, um, talking Black Mamba, Mamba Day yesterday. They, they named the day Mamba Day, not even Kobe Day. That, okay, that's stupid. <laughs> that's stupid. It was, I mean, come on. Mom, and everybody I, built into it. Everybody went well, right into it. I hated, I hated all the hype on ESPN, too, but the Mamba, last episode, oh my goodness, please stop. <laughs> Why do we have to sensationalize everything? Let's let it unfold and actually have an experience. Yeah. Just it, it, it blows me away why we hyped this thing to no end. I guess they were concerned um, that nobody was going to watch the uh, ESPN game with the, the Mamba. Well, they, they were actually on ESPN, too, and the Warriors were on ESPN, if that means yeah, anything. Well they, yeah, well, it shows you where most people were going to tune in, even though I still offer up that, to me, that game uh, with the Warriors was never in doubt. I, I knew they, they, had, they had ill intentions yeah. for the Grizzlies coming into uh, to Oakland last night. They were, going to, they were going to feel the wrath of that entire team. And I just love that Curry went for 10 threes. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Yeah, guy still only plays 32, 34 minutes. Yeah, unbelievable. I love it. I think it I, was, you know. Go ahead. I, your boy Draymond actually <laughs> said the best thing ever. That's my boy. Um, he he said, you know what? While it's important to us to get seventy three wins, it means nothing if we don't finish the job. If we don't put the banner up there of champions with the record underneath, right? It means absolutely nothing. I love that mindset and that coming from Draymond. I'm 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 glad to hear him kind of uh, step his game up a little bit in in understanding what's important. It's not about his stats. It's important about what the team does. Yeah, and then especially you know during the middle of the season where he did kind of make a crybaby scene or start a little move mm-hmm. in the locker room when he was you know talking about he I guess he didn't get enough touches or shots up. Yeah. And he got frustrated at a halftime moment in which they still won the game. But uh, it, it was finally something to speak about, talk about. And he, for him to come do a whole 360 and realize, okay, you know, it, it's about, you know, winning. It's about more than just me. It's about more than just, yeah. you know, the things I contribute. Or, Draymond, we know you're there. Thank you. We know you bring the attitude. We know what you bring to the table. <laughs> But and it's great to hear. Yeah, you have to lead the whole emotion background and get this team focused on more than just seventy three wins. And I'm glad he he realized that. You know, and I I don't think uh, you know the whole speculation. Everybody trying to sum up who's a better team, the ninety five ninety six Bulls or this year's the Warriors team. I think for them to 
jump the Bulls is definitely winning the championship. But I also think maybe this team has to like sweep everyone in this final, in this playoffs, and winning the finals. Yeah. I say this because. Yeah, nobody is going to let go Michael Jordan. Nobody wants to drop that mic just yet. Everybody is saying, you know, him winning 72 wins, him being the greatest player of all time, you like him having the best team. Like he has all the accolades in basketball, whether it's team or towards sure. him. Or and for to officially jump that one team, I think they will have to right. go 16 and 0. I mean, I hate to yeah. say it, but I don't think the Warriors are really worried about that. Obviously, you know, if they win a championship, 7-3 wins, they're up for discussion. Or it's it's solidified. They had the best run ever. But yep. to do a 16-0, I think it'll be no discussion at all. Like, don't even argue. Don't even look this way. Well, you know, Magic Johnson actually showed some wisdom for an old guy. Okay. Um, you know, they were they were asking him, you know, how would they compare – you know, the Showtime Lakers and how do, how do um, Michael Jordan's teams compare? He said, he said, listen, he said, it would be awesome to actually see the Larry Bird Celtics, the Magic Johnson Lakers, the Jordan uh, Bulls, and Curry's Warriors. He said, it would be awesome to watch a round-robin tournament of all those teams. He said, but you really can't compare from team to team. It's just so different. Because, as I said last week, if you make Chicago play by today's rules, everybody's fouling out. Yes. You make, you make the Celtics play by today's rules with Larry Bird and Parrish, and uh, they're fouling out. They're all fouling out in today's game. Mm-hmm. They could not deal with the speed and, and the freedom of which now the NBA players play with. Having said that, Magic also said, he said, what I love most, though, is what made those teams of Jordan, Johnson, and Larry Bird great was that they all played team basketball. Right. He said that is what he sees of greatness in the Warriors. Is he goes, it doesn't matter who scores. They share the ball all over the place. They've got superstars on that team that, that don't play as much minutes as some of the other people. Right. He said, so, I, and I do believe, that is very true, that that is changing the game. I think Steph Curry has changed the game down to its visceral level at the very roots of it. The kids in the playgrounds are now dribbling two basketballs all over the place. They're shooting threes. They're, they're making their free throws. They're practicing all of those things. They're working on their passing with both hands. Right. They see Steph Curry do all this. Mm-hmm. To me, this is the best renaissance of all of, all of what's going on in, in basketball today. I am ecstatic in how the Warriors have changed the way the general public will look at and play the game going forward. Yes. I think overall this season for the NBA has been just phenomenal. The way it's ended uh, from where basketball was heading to um, before even last season, the Warriors run, but just solidifies, you know, you don't need one player anymore. Now it's about building a team. And you see the team, like even like LeBron James, you know, getting Cleveland all together. You see teams like Toronto winning, you know, a significant amount of games. San Antonio, the Warriors. I mean, you're actually seeing some teams being put together. Even the bottom tier playoff teams like the Celtics. I think this season really like 
saved basketball a little bit, you know, uh, as a fan standpoint. Yeah. We've gotten people, because, you know, regular season coming around, everyone t- tunes it out. You know, it's just like, what? Yeah. Nobody want to watch this. And then the Warriors, 73 wins. LeBron having his issues in Cleveland and uh, Kobe, last moment, you know, his last run at basketball, period. And then other teams are just, you know, getting it together. Houston, you know, squeezing in to the playoffs, you know, sneaking in. I think this, oh. this this season will be remembered as a fan and just saving the game overall. I can't wait to baseball, you know, get a season in like this. Uh, well, there, there's a lot of young talent certainly in baseball changing yeah. the way it's it's done. So I think it's on it's on the precipice certainly this year. Yeah, and so. and I, I hope to see that with with MLB because I, I love I love the game of baseball. Do I like watching it on TV? No, uh, but the playoffs I, I enjoy it and. You know, baseball was literally one first sport I probably ever played, and I, I love the game of baseball. I want to see it get back to you know back when I was watching it heavy with McGuire, Sosa, even out the home runs. You know, just I want to see yeah. baseball get back to it. I don't, I don't want to see this game that game ever stop or you know slow down. I I, I love watching baseball. You know, I love watching when well, Greg Maddox and the Braves were tearing things up. You know, that's that's. You know the game of baseball. I loved watching it then and there. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you like watching baseball. You're one of three people. One of beautiful. Yeah, one of three black people one of three. too. One of three, <laughs> and and you know there's nothing wrong with that. That's all. That's all perfect. <laughs> now you know the other thing I can't stand. I am so disgusted that actually Houston made the playoffs. I didn't want them to make it in the worst way. I, I just think that team that team is such a wreck. They're such a train wreck. Why don't you just you know, you've got you've got um uh, the biggest baby in, on earth. Yeah. You know, our our boy uh our boy uh big guy, center. You know what I'm talking about? The that big baby too many concussions. The the coward, the, the white coward, the white yeah, Howard, I'm sorry. Exactly, Dwight Howard. Yeah. Dwight Howard. What a he's <laughs> such a chump. And then <laughs> You know, and then then you got I, I I get sick of the beard too. He he's driving me nuts <laughs> as well. So I don't know. I I guess I'll stop complaining. They'll be out before we know it. So yeah, I think I think they ran into they run into San Antonio. Is that right? They have to they play have? Golden State. Uh, oh, they good. snuck in the last seed um, with winning with winning yesterday. Uh, put Utah out. So uh, yeah, yeah. They, they had to face Golden State off the bat. Got it. Cool, cool. All right. Any early good. predictions from you uh, on a playoff standpoint? We got a couple minutes for a break here. On you know who you see coming out the West or the East. You know who's your favorite? Anybody? You know we need to, who's we're sleeping on. You know who's not a top choice. I mean, you really have to reach deep to make an argument for Toronto um, against Cleveland, but that's. That is a huge reach, and it's the only one that though that could be made. Mm-hmm. The East is so weak; it's it's ridiculous. The West, <laughs> I'm telling you what, it, it's um, I, there, it is no foregone conclusion that Golden State is going to the finals. It is no foregone conclusion. Right? Uh, they are going to have a tough time, no matter what. This is where the home home court advantage actually is going to make a difference. So mm-hmm. that's uh, they actually have a chance to actually do something. Yeah. So um, because of the home court, um, otherwise 
you know, if, if San Antonio had home court advantage, guess what? Golden State, you're not going to the finals. Right. You just are not going to the finals. And, by the way, San Antonio, they're no, they're no uh, shoe-in to get past you know, OKC in the second round. Right, exactly. You know, I, I'll tell you what, OKC, man, it's just, it's just crazy. They, they may be very, very uh, impressive. Yeah. So. It, it's going to be exciting. The playoffs kick off this weekend starting Saturday and Sunday. Uh, only Who do you got? Only team in the West. Thanks, Kurt. I was waiting on my turn. Only team in the West I I know for sure is not going to make any movements is uh, Memphis. They had too many injuries. I mean, I would love to see them if they had Conley and uh, Marc Gasol playing healthy. I think they would have made a ran at San Antonio. It's not like they never beat them before in the playoffs. So uh, I don't think Dallas has a chance. Uh, sleeper, maybe the Clippers in the West. I think Golden yeah. State will take it overall. Um, the Spurs are, yeah, Spurs and OKC, I mean, you just don't know what you're going to get, especially after uh, Kobe's performance. I think a lot of guys are going to step their game up going into this playoffs just to see, like, hey, man, you got to put your all into it. And then there's Cleveland in the in the East. It's no question. Uh, yeah. You know, the Raptors, I like what they did this year, but uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's Cleveland's to literally lose um, for the, the East. Raptors aren't ready yet. I think this is a good step for the Raptors. I think they will get to the finals or the uh, conference finals, but um, it's going to be a good step for them. Next year, they could be, Cleveland's run might be over, and that's why Kobe might be, or uh, excuse me, LeBron might be thinking about heading out of Dodge. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in host jd harris and ray austin are here to lead the forum from the fans former players owners execs and coaches while inside the man cave you do whatever you like we won't judge we'll even go beyond sports to talk technology current events and entertainment Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Our lifestyles be closed captioned. Addicted to fatal attractions. Pictures of actions. 
Hey, welcome back in. Throwback Thursday. I feel it. I feel the throwback Thursdays in the building right now. Jimmy Larche, Kurt Feldkeller, Super Producer Joe on his on his ones and twos again. We thought he fell off, but he's back. He's good. He's good to go. We're experiencing technical difficulties. <laughs> exactly. Definitely te- technical difficulties here today. <laughs> Definitely. This is what happens. You get you get road warriors calling in. You get Joseph, who you know. I don't know. I think it's he's just trying to get back at us. That's what I'm thinking. I know. What's up with that, Joe? <laughs> we can't cut him off too. We can't. We can't. We can't get rid of him too quick. Not yet. Oh come on, <laughs> please do me a favor. <laughs> hey. Oh. <laughs> I I I know. Like I don't a know when I'm going to be back. That sounds like a I don't threat. know when I'm going to be back. <laughs> hey, I, I'm not ta- I'm not messing with Joe. I am just nope. He's the man's got a nose limitations. Joe is mine. <laughs> That's <laughs> that sounds about right. Hey, Kurt. So, yeah. Um, there was a, uh, pretty important movement. You know, the NFL, they, they they have to stay in the limelight, whether it's something positive (laughs) or whether it's something with a Johnny Menzel. And it's funny because on Tuesday when, when Kwame had called in, we were talking about Johnny Menzel and how we have not heard a whisper from Drew Rosenhaus, his representative, his agent. And we're like, normally at this time and moment and all these, you know, uh, TMZ videos and, Whatever comments being made, you you will hear Drew Rosenhaus, you know, step up for his client or have something to say. We didn't hear a whisper, and it's funny yeah. how yesterday he finally came out and he and he dropped the he, he literally uh, dropped the pin down, dropped the mark on Johnny Menzel in the situation and how he's not afraid to to let this kid go and put on notice he needs help. Like to hear it yeah. from a business standpoint. To hear from his family, to hear from Johnny Menzel's friends, girlfriends, whatever, this is something like serious now. Like I'm starting to get worried even more because I understand like you all have the knowledge. You know, you yeah, y'all been through some things. Y- y'all have a, a, a little more experience than I do. But to hear all those important people in your representative, I mean, you already had LeBron James company drop you. Drew Rosenhaus picks you up, and you even upsetting this gentleman to the point he's ready to drop you as a client. Yeah, <laughs> so true. Johnny's time so true. is starting to run out, and it's scaring me a little bit. Oh, I, well, I'm worried. You know, my opinion my 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 time with Johnny ran out uh, about midway through his rookie year. Okay, um, he has he's done nothing to demonstrate he has the capacity to function within society. Period. Not even a National Football League. Don't even put the pressures or the notoriety or the public versions of, of what people have to go through in the National Football League. He can't handle himself in society, yes. much less anything else. And, you know, signing Drew, Drew Rosenhaus as your agent, that is nothing more than another nail in the coffin of, I am a complete train wreck. And the sad thing is he's doing nothing about it. He does not want to change himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, it, it seems like it's, it's coming to a task. Like, literally, I mean, your common theme is, you know, you can't change everything unless you change, you know, yourself or who you are. 
you know, and everyone's starting to come to the light and speak out. You know, Johnny has to has to deal with Johnny. Johnny has to do this himself. Himself, and it's literally getting to that point. I don't think he needs to go check himself in and no therapy. I don't think he needs to go. He's done that supposedly. I mean, I don't think he needs to, you know, go get help, whatever that means. Uh, at this standpoint, it's literally to the structure. This guy really needs to look at himself in the mirror and figure out who he is and what does he need to do. The NFL, I think he needs to take a year off the NFL and literally find out who he really If he wants to be a rock star, club promoter, whatever, this fake celebrity that he wants to live, I mean, go ahead and do it by all means. It seems like that's the way you want to go anyway. But if you talk about, you know, you want to play ball, you want to be in the NFL, you're lying about staying with Von Miller and being his roommate. If that's what, like, if, if you want to play ball, then literally it, you have to get your this stuff together, man. Like, I you do. I, I but no, none of us would have this many these many chances. And frankly, he's no good. He can't play the game. He, I'm sorry. I, he, I know Frank and I got into this the other day, but yeah. Johnny Menzel cannot ball, as as Frank wants to say. Yeah, he can't. He just cannot play the game in the NFL. I, I think, great college player, mm-hmm. not an NFL player. Now, I if you dominate the game of college football. I think you could play in the NFL no matter what standpoint, no matter if you're at a bigger school or a smaller school. His skill, I get what, what Frank was saying. This guy won the Heisman. Like, how can he not play in the NFL? I get it. Tim Tebow could play in the NFL. Any, you know, pretty much anyone could play. Listen, I get that. Gino Toretta, we can, we, can name, we can name 30 Heisman Trophy winners that were a complete bust in the NFL. And it's not just having the talent. It's about having the mental fortitude to deal with all the ext- extenuating circumstances you're going to find yourself in. Right. And the additional stresses you've got to deal with day in, day out. There is no day off in the NFL. I'm, I'm, not, arg- I'm not even going to argue with that because Johnny Menzel does not have the focus to play in the NFL. to have the focus to even play football anymore. I, I agree yeah. with you 100%. I mean, this guy literally just changed the whole structure of this year's NFL draft. And I'm going to say this because without Cleveland having a number two pick, without uh, GMs and uh, coaches literally scared to take a certain talent out of college football now, and I'm not saying, you know, they have off-the-field issues that what Johnny had. It's just literally he changed the whole structure of do we go get a quarterback or not, especially for Cleveland at a number two pick. They just got a quarterback, Johnny, what, two years ago, three years ago now? Yeah, and that was stupidity. Yeah. The only person that they were competing for Johnny Menzel for were themselves. I Nobody get that. else was going to draft him. But they did it, though. They they, they went, and so. went out on a limb, took him first round. <laughs> Can't fix stupid. And now, look, <laughs> you, you, you cannot. I mean, one player <laughs> who didn't even, like, take over a game or, you know, just on the field stuff, didn't even make any noise at all. And now... Going into this year's draft, the move that was made yesterday on Mama Day, it, it couldn't take over Mama Day. It, it almost did, Kurt. No. It almost it almost touched it. I was like, whoa. Like, I had to check my phone and really read, make sure this wasn't a rumor. The Tennessee Titans trading their number one overall pick to the L.A. Rams. Yeah. 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 Well, Where that's, do we, that's Tinseltown is it's at its best. But yes. I'm telling you right now, and I, you know, mark it down. Make sure this is on tape, Joe. 
<laughs> the L.A. Rams are going to be the uh, the Minnesota Vikings uh, of this year or, or in the coming years. They gave up so much for a player that is so totally unproven in mm-hmm. so many ways. I, I just don't know how you make this risk to go up to get you – know, and it's, it's once or golf. It doesn't matter which one. It's too much of a stretch, and everybody goes, well, the economics of football aren't as severe anymore. It's, but it's, it's the economics outside of the payment of the player. It's the ability to become a winning franchise, the ability to drive more revenue through you know, merchandise sales mm-hmm. and through suite sales and parking and all the things that L.A. needs. You know, they're going to use this flash in the pan that, that I don't know if they've got the team to really support Somebody who is so desperately unproven. These guys don't. If they came out last year, right. they wouldn't even have been in a second round pick. They would have been third round picks. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand. You know, these two guys are not Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota by any stretch. Right. And yet here we here we go. We've got you know Elliot. Well, and I guess Fisher doesn't care because he'll be out of there after this year anyway. He's going to get fired. And it's about time we anybody hope. who's got a lifetime under 500 record. Oh, no, he will be. He, <laughs> he, he, he will have screwed this thing up enough to, to get himself fired. Nobody can continue this anymore. Okay. But <laughs> I, I, I just, yeah, I, and I guess I won't be surprised if he's not, though, either. So I know I'm being harsh, but this was a stupid, stupid move. Fantastic move for the Titans. Way to go, Titans. Mm-hmm. They, they are going to improve themselves with some pretty impressive football players as a result of this deal. Yeah. They What's made, your perspective, Demery? They made a lot of movements. The Tennessee Titans made a lot of free agent movements, picking up DeMarco Murray. You got an overall number one pick already from last season and uh, Marcus Mariota. And I thought, honestly, they were going to keep the pick, going to go with Laramie Tunsil, the offensive tackle. But they're looking at a whole bigger picture. They're looking at really yeah. – building and grinding this team to catch up with Indianapolis and Houston in that division and then the AFC period. So they're looking towards the future, and they gotten so many picks. I just don't want to see the Rams kind of uh, go into the perspective of what Washington kind of went through. Remember when Washington traded all those picks to go get RG3 a couple years ago to the Rams, and the Rams picked up, you know, several guys. And kind of threw it in their face. And I remember when they played each other, all the guys that were drafted from those picks uh, came out at the coin toss. Yeah. So um, I I think it's a great move for the Titans. I do agree. Uh, I'm interested to see what the Rams are going to do. I mean, it's literally it's a, it's an all or nothing standpoint. You know, do you go draft a quarterback, or or do you go? Uh, pick up who Ramsey in the draft I don't think they're going to go with Tunsil at all I mean I think the Rams O-line is pretty no. pretty set you just had Greg Robinson come in and he's been phenomenal uh do you look at the quarterback position you know I don't I don't know if any of these guys are worth picking up this early but at the same time I'm looking at the free agents I mean obviously Fitzpatrick it's your number one guy he's not that proven to me throughout the NFL he had a great year last season but one year is not going to make me change my mind about the way I felt about Fitzpatrick ever, you know. Yeah. I, so, yep. I mean, literally, are some of these younger guys, you know, are worth taking more than a free agent? I mean, your biggest free agents was Fitzpatrick and Osweiler. They weren't really proven to me. Um, 
overall, I mean, they had both pretty good years, but overall, I, there's nothing to be to so, literally, you know, build on. Look at the insanity then of what they've mortgaged for somebody who's even less proven than those two. Right. I mean, that that's to me, this is truly insanity. The Dallas Cowboy dynasty of Aikman, Irving, and and um, that whole that whole time when Jimmy Johnson came in was all thanks to Minnesota, mm-hmm. who gave up six draft picks to get Herschel Walker. Best thing that ever happened to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Best thing ever that they now had. They built a dynasty. Right. I mean, the NFL with, with Emmett Smith, for goodness sakes, is one of the picks. Uh, how'd that turn out? Well, it turned out pretty good. <laughs> exactly. You know, it, it, it's just, these are the insane moves. These are, these are the builders of franchises and the demise that will set other franchises back. I mean, L.A. is absolutely screwed for the next three years mm-hmm. from a new talent perspective. I agree. They're going to have to be major players in the free market, the free agent market, which never tends to turn out, never tends to work out. You've got to build through the draft, and they've given up everything. I agree. Kwame Lasser Sports Talk Show. We're going to take a last break, jump into our last segment. You listen to Kwame Lasser Sports Talk Show with Demi Lachey and Kurt Felkeller. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Hi, I'm John Rainey, Chief Financial Officer of United Airlines, and I'm honored to be the National Chair for the 2015 March for Babies campaign for the March of Dimes. United is a proud supporter of the March of Dimes mission to improve the health of babies and fight premature birth. We're helping the March of Dimes fund breakthroughs in research and community programs that help more mothers have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Please join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit marchofdimes.org. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. These are the tales, the freaky tales. These are the tales that I tell so well you don't Welcome back in Kwame Lassa Sports Talk Show last segment here on this throwback Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Demi Lachey, Kurt Felkeller. Kurt Felkeller. Wow. Here on the line. What's your name, Joe? The D is silent. The D, it, nah, I'm, I'm not Joe today. You actually slur it. You actually slur it. It's not like Schmidt. You slur the D and the T together. 
<laughs> you said that the other one, day. It doesn't that was matter. Funny. You said that the other day. Feldkeller. I like Feldkeller. I don't care. I'm going to start the fun uh, here today to everyone can chime in and uh, the, the funds will go to some organization, whoever wants to put in on the uh, Kurt Feltkeller and Joseph boxing match. I can't wait for it to go down. It's going to go. I want no part of it. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I want no part of it. I'll run. I'm just, I, you know, yeah. He still talks about how fast. I will destroy <laughs> you. Listen, when I am scared, there's nobody faster than me. So don't you worry about a thing. I'll run. I, I'm just going out on a limb. I'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm starting to find. I'm starting to find. So, whoever wants to put in, let, let's see it happen. Let's make yeah, it. Happen. I got no hair for him to pull. <laughs> I got. <laughs> oh, so that's your tactic. You're just pulling my hair. Wow, wow. Listen, you can't mess with this presidential look, man. <laughs> you take those Many clip-on my... earrings off and come at me. Yeah, exactly. Take off my clip-off tie, clip-on tie, my clip-off earrings. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'll bring it. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, uh, you know, off the, uh, while we were on break, me and Kurt was talking, you know, I, we don't see the NFL, um, this NFL draft this year being done with all these trades, and Kurt made a great point. Literally, we were sitting here two weeks before the draft, and the biggest movement has been made. Already, I mean, it, it, it's going to be even more moves, but whenever you see the number one overall pick being shipped around and moved and traded, that's the biggest move. It, it gets no bigger than that. So that has happened already, and I think it's just a start. And I think we're going to see a lot more Eddie's lower in the teams, you know, looking at more than just getting one player. They're looking to, to build their, their teams up. And it's a, it's a great move on Tennessee's standpoint, but... Uh, but what do you do if you're the Rams? I mean, you're sitting, you know, you didn't make the playoffs. I think there are a couple more moves away from just, you know, player standpoint from making the playoffs, especially in that division. Um, but also, you know, Kurt has definitely encountered it many times. Jeff Fisher's not the guy to be in that helm of getting him to the playoffs. So I agree with that standpoint. I mean, we're – what what can the Rams do now? The city of L.A., you know, making big movements. You talk about the Rams and the Lakers. You know, what 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 is the city of L.A. as a fan? And, Kurt, you, you do have a home in Pasadena. What are you looking towards, you know, for either the Rams or the Lakers to get into next? Oh, well, I, you know, sports, sports in L.A., thank goodness it's not that important to people in L.A. Because <laughs> sports in L.A. is in a big downturn. It's in a downward trend. It has been for a while. Yikes. Um, I, again, I, I, don't, I don't understand what the Rams are doing. Um, I, you know, they need a lot. I, I just don't see. You know, we talk about the Rams mm-hmm. and the Titans, how much the Titans are going to benefit. You know who else really loses in this big gig? Mm-hmm. And from your neighborhood, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Cleveland is screwed, is absolutely screwed. Because they're going to miss out on Wentz. They may try to get Goff, who I don't. I think he's a little bit too fragile for the Northland. But you know, I'm I'm willing to be proved wrong. Cleveland's in huge trouble, but the LA sports scene is is continuing to be on a downward trend. Everybody's kind of jumping on the Dodgers bandwagon, even though the uh, Diamondbacks kind of handled them this week too. Mm-hmm. So it's ugly. It is, and. 
man, I, you say Cleveland is, is probably screwed. I, I agree with that. I think they had their heart, their cap set yeah. on Carson Wentz. It's going to be an easy decision. Uh, big body guy can play in the cold weather. Um, insurance to RG3, you know, a guy who can we can grow on with Wentz. Um, yep. But Cleveland made their stamp. You want to go get RG3? Now you, now you set on it. I hope you had a plan B this whole time. <laughs> it's such a I hope you point. had a backup plan, Cleveland, because, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that is so true. I, I don't know if they do, do they? <laughs> we, I, they have got, there's got to be panic in the, the hallways of the Browns building today. Just going, <laughs> Wait a second. What just happened? The Rams jumping yeah. all the way up to number one? Yeah, yes. I, I find that funny. It's going to be very, very funny. So, because Cle- I don't think Cleveland has anything to sell to get the number one pick besides the number two pick. If, yeah, you, well, want, yeah. if you want Wentz that bad, then you better go get him. Otherwise, he he'll be in L.A. And it's crazy to see this, man. I'm be honest with you, playing against Carson Wentz in my later year in college, uh, seeing this guy grow and perform. This is nothing new to me. I've seen him literally play from his freshman year on. Um, to see him possibly be the number one overall pick is phenomenal. It's crazy. Guy from yeah. S- FCS. I mean, North Dakota State is a powerhouse, man. I'm not going to lie. Like, playing against that team, yep. we were never afraid. We we felt like we had as much talent, but the way that they were structured, their culture, you couldn't, you can't beat it. I mean, it, it, got, yeah. it gets no better than that, not only as a uh, football program, but uh, just how dominant, you know, they are for the future. And, I mean, their coaches, I mean, their, their culture was just, it's phenomenal up there. I think they can run the house yeah. at a bigger Division One if they get a good paycheck coming their way. Um, it, it's just crazy to see, you know, a guy from FCS, potentially, it, I don't want to write it down yet because I don't know the next movements, but to be a number one overall pick, it's, it's, it's going to be crazy to see that. Well, you know, I, you talk about um, North Dakota State. The, the reason that the uh, the big bowl teams don't want to put North Dakota State on their schedule, they have a good chance of losing, even if it's at home. Yeah. So North Dakota State is in a terrible position where they dominate where they are, but they can't really go to the next level and get more respect because nobody wants to play them. They're that good. Right. And, yeah, yeah and I agree with that. I remember – uh, Kansas State came off a Big 12 championship win. Next year, they opened up against North Dakota State. I believe it was my junior year. North Dakota State beat them, literally. And on the last drive, last-minute drive, went down the field like 90 yards to win the game. I'm like, wow. oh, it gets no better than that. Like, yeah. And we got play, and, and we beat them that year, which was which was pretty cool. Wow. I'll never forget. Yeah, we, we went into North Dakota State, first team to beat them there in like three seasons. Uh, wow. That same year, so that lets you that, that that talks to you about you know how great college football is. I think uh, it's it's obviously talent everywhere. You see the longest careers are guys not going to the big FCS or BCS schools anymore. I mean, literally, the guys who have the longest careers are these you know from these smaller schools. You know, and if he goes number one, I mean, it literally shows you the whole ramification of like. You can go anywhere, you know. You can yeah. play at anywhere as long as you have that passion for the game and focus. 
I'm like a Johnny Menzel, no matter what your talent is. If you have that focus, man, the NFL is there for you. Well, you look at a Joe Flacco and a Ben Roethlisberger, all from small right. schools. Right. So, I, I, you know, it's funny. I often think the reason that the USC quarterbacks don't do very well is that they are so talented. Quarterbacks get so lazy because their receivers are open by three and four yards. They never have to learn to throw into a tight window. Absolutely. They can throw to anybody, and they're always open because they're that great athlete. Absolutely. Um, I, I think that that's why I would probably never take, well, I don't know if anybody's ever going to take another USC quarterback again. Mm-hmm. The way things have turned out with all of them. <laughs> exactly. Kwame Lasser, Sports Talk Show, unfortunately. We are out of time. Hope you all enjoyed today's show. Uh, to the Black Mamba, thank you for everything. And uh, we will catch you all tomorrow. Tomorrow's show is going to be phenomenal. It's going to be great with Friday's show. Kwame Lasser, Sports Talk Show. we got to get out of here. We out. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.